Hey, it's Brian, back with another Burr Month's bonus episode. We're less than two months away from Christmas. Here we are, nearing the end of October. The Burr Months are just about halfway done, and the official holiday season will be here in no time. But for people like you and me, it's already here. The Hallmark movies have started, the decorations have hit the store shelves, and I'll bet your plans for the big day are already underway. That's the reason I've been doing these Burr Months bonus episodes, to tide you over until the official, quote-unquote, start of the season. Let's do some quick announcements. The Christmas Past Live show is November 24th outside of the Great Dickens Christmas Fair in San Francisco. If you're in the area, I'd love to meet you. I'll also be at the Christmasland Experience on December 15th in Los Angeles. Go to christmaslandexperience.com for details. I'll also be at ChristmasCon next month, but don't bother trying to get tickets, they're all sold out. Now, if you're feeling the Christmas spirit, why not help more people find this show by telling a friend about it or leaving a review on Apple Podcasts? If you do leave a review, I'll send you a sticker to say thanks. Contact me for details. My email address is christmaspastpodcast at gmail.com, or you can reach out through Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Okay, on with the show. Chantel Joy Otto is a Christmas blogger and YouTuber. Her blog at allthingschristmas.com is the definitive source for, well, all things Christmas. And her YouTube channel delivers year-round Christmas cheer, where she and her daughter have all kinds of adorable Christmas fun. Chantel has been a good friend to Christmas Pass for a long time, so now it's my great pleasure to share with you something Chantel created earlier this year. It's an audio piece about the fascinating topic of Christmas in Japan. Have you ever experienced Christmas in another part of the world? I've celebrated Christmas in the Bahamas, and I've been to Iceland a few days after Christmas. I've also been to India, where Christmas is totally a thing. It's so fun and fascinating and often surprising to discover how Christmas is celebrated in other parts of the world. And it's a reminder that our American Christmas is just one of many possible ways to celebrate. I'll be back at the end to say goodbye, but for now, here's Chantel. What on earth does Kentucky Fried Chicken have to do with Christmas? Hi, I'm Chantel from AllThingsChristmas.com, and today we're learning about the Christmas traditions and celebrations of Japan on Christmas Around the World. When you think of countries that celebrate Christmas, Japan might not come to mind, as the population is estimated at less than 2% Christian. Not only that, Japanese people have a very dominant sense of national pride, with a long, rich history and aversion for outside influences from other countries and cultures. Nevertheless, there are still some pretty significant aspects of traditional Western Christmas traditions that have made it into Japan's celebrations, and they've even managed to start a few of their own. So the first question we should really ask is, why does Japan even celebrate Christmas? The history of Christianity in Japan is sad, but also inspiring and super interesting. That's Mark Arbo. He's lived in Japan for almost 20 years, and he's actually looked into the traditions that they celebrate over there and how they came to be. He says that although there is a very small Christian population, that's not at all where the Christmas traditions in Japan even come from. 
Japanese Christmas traditions are solidly based in Hollywood movies, Western television shows, and maybe something they were taught in their junior high school English class. Japanese Christmas traditions originated from their emulating of their perceptions of Western traditions. So let's get started with decorations. When and how does Japan decorate for the holidays? To answer this question, I asked my best friend Angelina, who just happened to live in Japan for four years teaching English.、Uh, usually around the month of December is when you might start seeing a large tree show up around the train stations, for example. Some stores may have some Santa decorations. They, they really enjoy one large central tree, but you, it, I, you'd never see a tree in someone's house. So while in North America and Europe we decorate our homes for the holidays, In Japan, it's a lot more about the public Christmas decorations. They're really beautiful and they're kind of everywhere. Some are really classy and others are way over the top, but you see them all the time. But the thing is, those displays are usually put up by cities or towns or maybe a private business, stuff like that. Almost no one has Christmas lights outside their house. If a family has children, they may have a small tree and some simple decorations inside the house. There is one type of decoration in Japan that seems a bit more popular than anything else. Like I said, Santa is actually a really popular mascot because they have such a huge mascot culture there. Santa shows up a lot. Angelina worked as an assistant teacher in Japan, so at Christmas time she spent a lot of time around children and in schools. In my schools、uh, for the month of December, they would they would do monthly decorations、uh, in the classrooms, and there would be a Santa in almost every room that I was teaching in at that point.、Um, pretty adorable Santa. They like to make him look really cutesy. And the absolute best crossover I've ever seen is the Colonel Sanders that stands outside basically every KFC in Japan would more than likely be dressed up as Santa at that time. That's right, Colonel Sanders Santa Claus. Sure, why not? Old man, white beard, pop on a red and white hat, and it's basically Santa Claus. But that's just the beginning of KFC's role in Christmas in Japan. One of the most well-known and bizarre facts about Christmas traditions in Japan is that almost everyone eats Kentucky Fried Chicken on Christmas Day.、Uh, somehow, KFC, Kentucky Fried Chicken specifically, managed to convince a nation that Westerners eat fried chicken for Christmas. Kentucky Christmas. Okay, but how? And when did people start eating Kentucky Fried Chicken for Christmas in Japan? So KFC came to Japan in 1970, and a few years later, according to legend, a branch owner saw a group of foreigners eating chicken at his restaurant on Christmas Day. Supposedly, that gave him an idea, and from the next Christmas, KFC began its Kentucky for Christmas campaign. So the marketing geniuses at KFC Japan ran with it, and every year there's a huge campaign to get people to eat Kentucky Fried Chicken at Christmas. There are specials where you get whole chickens, family packs, and sometimes even champagne or cake with your meal. To say that it's popular would be an understatement. There used to be long lines with wait times in the hours, but now most people are reserving online, often weeks in advance. 
But fried chicken isn't the only food that's synonymous with Christmas in Japan. There's something else that's just as traditional for them, and it's a twist on something that's a little more familiar. There are only two foods that come to mind when you think of Japanese Christmas. They are fried chicken and Christmas cake. The last meal before Christmas break was always fried chicken and cake.、Uh, when I finally asked why, the, the response that I got was, well, isn't that what you eat? Christmas cake is definitely something that's a part of traditional North American Christmases, usually fruit cake or perhaps a Yule log. But once again, Japan puts its own spin on things. And here to explain more about this is Mark, as he recently looked into the history of Japan's Christmas cakes. Now, when I picture Christmas cake, I usually picture something dark and dense, maybe、uh, dried fruit, nuts, heavy as a brick. Japanese Christmas cake is the exact opposite. It's a fluffy white cake covered in whipped cream with lots of strawberries. So, in old Japan, milk, sugar, and butter were luxury items. There were very few cows, no sugar cane, and an aversion to international trade. A cake with butter, milk, and sugar would have been about the most decadent thing a person could eat. After the war, American soldiers and Christian missionaries often gave out sweet treats to the children, candies, and stuff like that. These would have been seen as the height of wealth and prosperity. They loved the sweets and they coveted the affluent lifestyle that they symbolized. When the Japanese economy recovered from the war, those children were becoming young adults. They had grown up with nothing, but now they had some yen in their pockets. They had heard of Christmas cake, but they probably had never actually seen one. They wanted to copy an American lifestyle that they knew little about, and they wanted to celebrate their new successes. A delicious cake was the perfect way to do that. So that's how fried chicken and vanilla cake became the traditional Christmas meal of Japan. It's charming and unique, and a tradition all their own. Uh, it was always a really good meal. I looked forward to it, but it still always amused me that they assumed that I was now reliving the Christmas meals of my youth. One of the biggest aspects of North American Christmases, for children anyway, is the presents. One of my favorite topics to learn about is the different gift bringers from around the world. For Japan, though, this isn't such a big deal. Family members may give small gifts to children, but New Year's is actually the big gift exchange holiday in Japan. That's when kids and adults can expect big parties and lots of presents. Speaking of New Year's, there's a bit of a fun fact I know that I'd like to share. I'm sure you'll recognize this tune. In most of the world, we know that song as Old Lang Syne, the song you sing to ring in the new year. But in Japan, you'll hear it a lot more often, like every single day. That's because when a department store, mall, or grocery store is about to close, they'll play Old Lang Syne on repeat for about 10 minutes. Well, actually, it's the instrumental version of a song known as Hitaru no Hikari, but it has the exact same melody as Old Lang Syne. 
I think that's probably the perfect way to end this episode. Thanks again to Angelina and to Mark for their input on the amazing Christmas traditions of Japan. More info about Japanese Christmas traditions can be found on allthingschristmas.com. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Christmas Around the World. Well, I hope you enjoyed listening to that as much as I did. You should definitely check out Chantelle's blog at allthingschristmas.com and subscribe to her YouTube channel of the same name. As for me, you should definitely subscribe to this podcast because I have more Burr Month's bonus episodes coming out, and then of course the official season starts on Thanksgiving Day. I've mentioned before that the season will start off with a bang because on Thanksgiving, I'm releasing all six episodes of my Christmas true crime series called My Dear Santa. And after that, we're back to telling the fascinating stories behind your favorite Christmas traditions and, of course, sharing your Christmas memories. It's never too early and it's never too late to share one. You know the drill by now. Record a voice memo into your phone and send it to christmaspastpodcast at gmail.com. Keep it short, about a minute or two, and be sure to say your name and where you're from. There are other ways we can stay connected between now and Christmas and beyond. If you haven't joined the Facebook group, please do that now. We have so much fun there. I'm also on Twitter and Instagram. Just search for Christmas Past Podcast. And of course, you can find show notes, quizzes, articles, videos, and much, much more over at christmaspast.media. I hope you're enjoying the Burr Months, and the next time you hear from me, it'll be in the last Burr Months bonus episode of October. Until then, may your days be merry and bright.